With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you, Lord, for answering my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. <laughs> Anybody got a prayer request for tonight? Yes, Benita. Hello, everyone. Um, just so wanted you all to agree with me in prayer. I just am visiting my grandma. She's 99 and a half now. And, and um, just uh, last week, she started having this issue um, that she, just every two minutes, she's got to get up and go to the bathroom. And she doesn't really have to go, but she just feels like she does. So I haven't seen her. I haven't been here for a while, but I came today and um she, so I, I prayed over her, and um, just even while I was there, it wasn't every two minutes. It was longer and longer, and so I'm just believing that it's done, Lord. I just want to thank you for Amen. healing Grandma and this problem, this issue that she thinks she has, and Lord, it's just gone. She's not going to have to worry about it. I'm not going to have to call the doctor. No tests are going to need to be done, and mm-hmm. she's just healed in Jesus' name. We praise you, Lord. Amen. We thank you, Father, that the the bladder and the kidneys are completely operational and everything is working like it's supposed to. And grandma is healed and she won't have to do this every two minutes in Jesus name. Thank you, Father. She's going to have a good time with Benita. Uh, Nick, will you? Okay. Thank you, Father. So she's going to have a good time with grandma. Amen. 99. Well, you go, girl. Yep, she'll be 100 on May 27th. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Ooh, that's a long time. But that's young, really, actually, if you think about it. Methuselah was, what was he? He was old. <laughs> Anyway, thank you, Jesus. All right, anybody else? I saw the oldest person living was somebody. Might have been in, I don't remember where he was, where she was. It was a she. And uh, she was 120-something. Yeah, she's about as old as Moses or better. Still walking around. Yeah, she's still walking around. All right. Anybody else got a testimony, a praise report, or uh, I got a praise report. Bless God, I am healed, delivered, and set free from everything that has kept me back in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father. I can hear. My noses are clear. And uh, everything else is fixed too in Jesus' name. And I ain't gonna uh, 
murmur any more about that. Bless God, I'm already healed in Jesus' name. Anybody else? That's my testimony. I'm confessing that I am healed. To, before God and y'all too, that I am healed. Thank you, Jesus. Michael? Yes, Joe. I confess that as well. I'm healed, delivered, and I'm set free. I'm a Amen. new creation in Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. Yes, Joe is free too. We're all healed. Anybody not healed, raise your hand. Okay, everybody's healed. Jesus, Lord of God, thank you, Jesus. I'll tell you something. Uh, just, just to briefly, uh, long story short, how's that? Long story short. Uh, I'm learning with these things that are going on around here about miraculous faith. There's not a difference in miraculous faith and regular faith. It's just attuning your spiritual mind to uh, accept what God's God has brought forth. And the way you do that, the same way as you do anything else, you confess it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? I'll just give you a for instance. I thank you, Lord, that the provisions for the gospel getting out by the man, child, and the bride are already here in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that I'm already healed in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, that from this point on, we're not going to speak any negativity toward anything around us that we want and desire. Yes, at the quantum level, Cheryl, that's exactly right. Because if you speak negative to what you're seeking, you just drop back a few notches. Period. And I'll leave it at that. How many of you have ever stood up? Somebody has ever stood up in a church fellowship and said, well, I need somebody to pray for me because I got the flu. You know what happened? They just called it on themselves. They just called it on themselves. How many times have people looked up? I said, man, I've got this or I've got this or I've got that. I need to look it up and find out what I got. They look it up, and sure enough, they oh my goodness, I got this. Well, guess what happens? You've got it. You just open the door to allow that demon to come in, and you're going to get it. Or you already got it. The best thing to do when something comes upon you, I'm finding out, I'm finding this out, is to confess it and don't Walk back on it. Nowadays, if somebody says something and I can't hear it, I just keep my mouth shut. And they ask me, Michael, did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard every word of it. Sure did. Might not have understood it, but I heard, I, I heard every word of it. But I don't even say that. I don't even say that. I just say, yep, I heard it. 
You want me to repeat it? Well, you can if you want to, but I heard it. You have to be adamant in your confessions. I, I had something here that I was going to relate to you. Let me let's see if I can find it here. Yeah, do y'all mind? Uh, I think it's a help everybody. Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to play a song. Then after the song, we'll get into this. I believe the Lord wants us to go into this because of what's coming up here shortly. Is that all right? Okay, we'll do that. We'll go ahead and listen to this song first. It's a great song. I, uh, Jenny sent it to me the other day, and I really liked it. I can find it here. All right, here we go, maybe. Maybe, baby. By your spirit,
And this morning we have the privilege of welcoming Would you welcome? Yeah, we will. Next time. Okay, y'all like that? I liked it. I thought it was nice. Good song. Who sings that? Kim Walker Smith. 
uh, what's the name of it? Uh, spirit. Something. Still wants to know what it is. Oh, okay. Your Spirit by Kim Walker Smith. All right. <clears throat> All right. Has anybody got any prayer requests? Testimony. Praise report. A song. <laughs> there you go, Jesse. All right. I'm gonna share with some stuff with you here just in just for occasion here. Uno momento. Cheese and pimentos. James 126 says, if any man among you seems to be religious and bottles not his tongue but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is vain. James chapter 3, 5, 6, and 8. So the tongue also is a little member and most great thing. Behold, how much wood is kindled by how much small a fire? And the tongue is a fire. The world of iniquity among our members is the tongue which defileth the whole body and sets on fire the wheel of nature and is set on fire by hell. But the tongue can no man tame. It is a restless evil. It is full of deadly poisons. Learn to program yourself by the Word of God. When you feel bad, say, now what does the Word say about whatever it is that you feel bad about? So then you praise the Lord, and the Word says, by His stripes I'm healed, glory to God. And therefore, I ain't going to receive your sickness, Satan. I'm just going to pass that one up. Thank you. Now, here's here's the one I was getting to that I saw. And they said, if somebody, if someone, somebody came to your door and offered you a sack of rattlesnakes, would you just back off and say, well, I guess it's the will of the Lord and just dump them right here in the living room? Oh, dear God, what am I going to do with these snakes? Snakes in the pantry, snakes in the bathroom, snakes everywhere. Well, I guess this is my cross to bear. Well, dummy, you could have stopped it at the door. Be smart enough to shut the door and tell them, no, thank you. I don't want none of that. And don't get up and testify to the whole church that you're sick of some sort. <laughs> oh, my Listen, here's what he's, here's what, this is Charles Cap. He said this, he said, he heard a lady just announced it to the whole church that she was taking on the flu. And most of the people in the congregation said, you know, she does look bad. You know, I did notice her eyes were the water. She's taking on the flu. That's what it is. She got the flu. Now she got a hundred people to grin that she's got the flu. What did Jesus say? 
He said, if two of you shall agree on earth, Matthew 18 and 19. Now, wouldn't it be much simpler to stand up and say, well, the enemy's been trying to put the symptoms of the flu on me and cause me to believe in it, but I stand before you tonight. You are my witnesses before the angels and before God and before heaven that I am not sick. I'll not have the flu by the stripes of Jesus. I'm here. That settles it. Thank you. The word says I'm here. That's good enough for me. And there would be folks with goggle eyes saying, I wonder what's wrong with her. But when the woman stood up and said, I'm taking the flu, nobody said anything. They just said, oh, that poor thing, she's taking on the flu. And you see how dumb we've been when it comes to these things? Praise God. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, Matthew 12 and 34. That sickness and disease got in your spirit before it came out of your mouth. It was received into your spirit first. And then as you believed, you spoke. We have in the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, therefore I did speak. Did I speak? And we also believe, and therefore also we speak. It will stop the ability of God or divine healing from being released within you. It'll put you in bondage unless you learn to control the words of your mouth. Uh, Charles Cap said, God gave you a message of deliverance. He said, you can have what you say if you believe in your heart and doubt not. And he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. That all tell us something. Matthew 15, they were complaining to Jesus about his disciples eating without washing their hand. That wasn't no big deal. Here's what Jesus told him. He said, not that which goeth into the mouth defileth the man, but that which cometh out of the mouth. This defiles a man. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. And Jesus is saying, what you speak out of your mouth that's what's in your heart. And when it comes out, it sets it in motion. It has established your witness on the earth. Because the word says in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Now the word says you're healed. And the devil says you're sick. And you got up and said, I'm sick. You just established it by the words of your mouth. You agreed with the enemy. And you could have just as well said, nope, just pass me up. Thank you. I ain't receiving that. He said, the words of your mouth will defile you. James said, the tongue can defile the whole body. Fear is the reverse gear of faith. You've heard David talk something similar to that. And fear is produced by believing wrong things. Fear is faith in the enemy's ability. Anyway, I just thought I'd, just that little portion there, I thought it would wake up some of us to start confessing the good confession rather than confessing the enemy's good confession. And we need, you know, we need reinforcement of that every day so that we won't speak nothing but the good report. 
We don't have to speak anything but what God says. That's what he talks about. You're speaking like an oracle of God. When you speak that I have this or I have that problem or whatever, I don't have enough money. You're speaking for the enemy. And that's not what God wants. He wants us to speak for him. We thank you, Lord, that uh, all the man-child ministry and all the the uh, bride has this ability to speak only as an oracle of God. We speak only. Somebody asks you, how are you done? Bless God, I'm healed, delivered, and set free by the stripes of Jesus. Glory to God. I don't have any problem. If you need, if you need some prayer, I'll pray for you. You know, that's, uh, I hear a lot of people tell me, well, God made, that's what God made the doctors for. What? What? So the doctors could get the glory rather than God get the glory? No, I don't think so. And I've heard some say, well, God made the doctors for those who don't have enough faith. How many of you would trust a doctor nowadays to, to, to uh, work on you after what we just went through? I wouldn't trust a, I don't care who it is. Yeah, Missy. Gosh, I think about that sometime and I think, oh, I have the, I, I've, <laughs> the Lord's brought me so far in that. And gone so long without that, I feared to even to even think about it, you know, because I, I I'm like I fear I fear the Lord's discipline, you know, for doing something like that, because I've oh. been so long believing Him, you know. I don't fear the discipline so much as I fear what they're gonna do to me after I get there. Well, both, but I, I don't feel the Lord in that respect because He's got a lot more grace than we think, Missy. Yeah, but I know, but I still, I still, you know. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Thank too. But the the problem is nowadays it's not uh, it, it's not like it was forty fifty years ago where. Doctors were doing the things right that they needed to do. Now you've got drug companies paying the doctors to to sell their product. And then you're going to get dope that might not even be needed for what you're doing. You'll get something else. Go ahead, Ben. It's kind of hard to just, well, I'll bring up the situation that happened with Juan not too long ago. So we all prayed for him and he's healed and he's all good in Jesus name. Praise God. But he's still like, they all, they they still went to the doctors and everything. And then, you know, there was no judgment on that. That's where their faith is. And he was, he healed a lot quicker than uh, the usual uh, people do. That's what the doctor said, at least. So praise God for that. But yeah. uh, just 
to coincide with what Michael was saying, that they gave him that the end thing was that he had pneumonia, but before they thought he had blood clots, so they gave him blood thinners before that. And to help with that, they gave him shots that he had to shoot into his stomach. And so they prescribed him that before they gave him the diagnosis of pneumonia. So before they even figured out what was wrong with him, they were already prescribing him with a drug that wasn't helping him. And then they were still giving him those blood thinners after they gave him the diagnosis of pneumonia. And I was just like, am I crazy? <laughs> but I didn't say anything to them. I was just, what, I just what? all I said to him was, you're already healed in Jesus' name. That's all I would ever say. When did he start questioning him? Uh, when did I start questioning? No, no, I mean, when, uh, as a patient, and they missed the first one, they missed the second one, and here we are going on the third one now. Yeah. yeah. When did you start right questioning? Away, right Wait away, I doubt. I already Time have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't either, Ben. I don't trust him anymore. Yeah, Lana. Hey, Michael. Um, Hello. Your question about when do we start questioning them got me thinking. Um, I have a sister-in-law who is a nurse. And I think what I've experienced uh, with her probably speaks for a lot of nurses out there. Not all of them. We know there's the good and the bad out there. Um, but when you ask people like her with her spirit and with this, with, with the spirit of Jezebel and, and many others in, in that same career field, they shut you down so quickly. They slay your spirit so quickly with their pride and their intelligence. That you would ra- that you sometimes wish you would have you would have not opened your mouth to begin with, um, and I know that keeps me from speaking up. Even though when I've been in the hospitals, I had questions myself, and I and I tried to ask, and they either lie straight to your face and and tell you that you need a letter from the attorney in order for them not to administer the K shot to your baby, um, or they simply uh, just. They slam you up with facts in such a manner that you wish you had never opened up your mouth to begin with. Um, and I just praise the Lord for those of us who who can keep our mouths shut and humble ourselves and trust the Lord, even though we end up in the hospital like myself, because he's got he's got a perfect plan in that. But I just kind of wanted to share that, that I think a lot of us would like to ask questions, but. That particular industry, especially full of women, man, they got that spirit that there is no room for arguing. They've been brainwashed so thoroughly that, yeah, you'd you'd rather not ask. Well, is it not your right to understand and know what they're doing to your body? Or do they have some kind of secret law that says that they can do whatever they want to once you get inside their establishment. I think after a certain point um, of you questioning them, anything beyond their intelligence, they're going to look at you like a, um, 
like you're crazy or you're a conspiracy theorist. Because when Theo and I went in um, yeah. with Gabe after I couldn't give birth at home, that was the number thing that one thing that was whispered behind our backs. I mean, we heard it was they attempted a free birth at home. And basically that put us in a crazy house. And we heard the nurses whispering this about us, even though we were in a children's hospital and we were in the hospital because of Gabe, not because of me. And so they will use anything against you in order to uh, to come up on top. I know. I've, I've heard of stories like that. I remember y'all going through that. It was heartbreaking, but... Uh... You know, think about it this way. At some point in time back in history, they didn't have doctors. And women just had babies all the time. Good babies, mostly, I suspect. And why do we need a, you know, man, I ain't going to go in there. <clears throat> they, uh, <laughs> Me and David were talking about this the other day. He said, well, she, I, what we found out that, um, midwives cost a lot of money nowadays. Almost as much as a doctor, if not more. And, uh, David said, David, what? I'd do it for free. He said, I've delivered five of them. So I can do it. I said, well, go ahead if you want to do that. <laughs> I would feel very uncomfortable trying to do it. Go ahead, Missy. And one was a footling breach. <laughs> yeah, one was a footling breach, and he just commanded to come out in the name of Jesus, and it came flying out like a football. <laughs> oh, my gracious. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I feel for people that uh, I don't have to go through that. I had three children and they were all done by a doctor, but I was straight up heathen back then. But it's a whole lot cheaper than it is nowadays. I think my last one cost me about $2,000. My first one cost 500 I will tell you this much. I've been funny. Well, I better not tell that on the recording. <laughs> I ain't going to tell it on the recording. No, I better not. All right. Anybody else? The faith thing. Let's get back to faith. We speak it and we believe it and we walk it out. You walk it out. If you need provisions, you pray, and somebody said, well, you need to borrow some money. Well, God, it's coming. It's coming. I've already got it. I've already got the money. You have to say you got the money. Or do like David did. It's in the post box out there right now. Amen. It's there. And that's, that's, uh, all I wanted to say about faith. I just want you to understand that it, our words, as we went through quantum faith here a while back, our words are very important to what you confess. 
Lord had us confess last night that we were all healed and walking in divine health. Anybody want, want to do that tonight? You're healed and walking in divine health. Glory to God. I'm healed and walking in divine health. Well, let me get that thing and we'll just recite it. I'll recite it and y'all can recite after me just like we did. If I can find it. That's what the Lord said to do. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. That's what the Lord told us to do last night, told me to do last night. He had me put this in my pocket. I didn't have a clue. And I got there, and uh, the, the Jesus showed up, and uh, and he told me at the end, he said, uh, go ahead and do that. He said, everybody who who says it and believes it, it'll, 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 this will heal them. It will heal them. So I'm going to recite it. You repeat it. Confess it out loud. And uh, you'll be walking in divine health after you're healing, during your healing, because you're already healed. All right. Christ has redeemed me from the curse of the law. Therefore, I forbid any sickness or disease to come upon my body. Every disease germ and every virus that touches this body dies instantly. In the name of Jesus, every organ and every cell and every cell, every tissue, every tissue of my body, of my body functions in the perfection, functions in the perfection to which God Created it to function. To which God created it to function. And I forbid any. And I forbid any. Malfunction. Malfunction. In this body. In this body. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. That we walk. That we walk in divine health, in divine health, from this second on, from this second on, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, and I am delivered, I am delivered from the evils of this present world, from the evils of the present world, for it is the will of God in my life, for it is the will of God in my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father. I receive it myself too. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Glory be to God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Anything that touches your body from this point on dies a natural death right there. A quick death. Quick, quick, quick. Got to go. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Yeah, Missy, you got your hand up or you? Okay. 
All right. I believe it. Y'all believe it, don't you? Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. It's already done. Praise God. That's what Jesus showed up last night, by the way, at the fellowship. I'll just briefly go over it. Not very, I'm not going to get down into some detail of David dancing and all that. I ain't going to get into that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, we started a praise last night and, uh, the Lord showed up. He showed up in a portal. Uh, you know what a portal is? It's like something inside of something. He wasn't in the room, but our, he, like he opened up a TV and he was walking down a beach, it looked like. And, uh, he was dancing with us and just, been just having a great time. And we went to about three or four songs and the spirit of God was so heavy in there. It was so great. It, I don't know. Heavy is the wrong word. Uplifting. It was so light in there. I should say, uh, it was great. It was probably one of the, most anointed meetings we've had in a long time. It was from start when they started playing. Boy, Holy Spirit started working on us. Most of the singing was done in the spirit. Believe it or not, it seemed to me like that's where I that's where I was singing it. And uh, about the the last song that they were on. David sat down for that one. No, it was the second to the last song. David sat down. No, it was the last song. One of them. Anyway, he sat down and was resting, and I was still up there praising God, and I saw Jesus walk up, and he said, ask David if he wouldn't stand back up. So I went over and grabbed him and pulled him up out of his chair. I said, Jesus wants to do something with him. And uh, he stood up because I'd already told him that Jesus was there. And he stood up and he started praising God. And I saw Jesus walk up and give him a hug. Just give him a hug. And then when he walked out of him, he walked out of him with his spirit, David's spirit, and was dancing with him. Dancing with David's spirit. And David was just sitting over there in the physical, just praising God. But his spirit was out there dancing with Jesus. I don't know. Y'all Y'all can say what you want to. That's what I saw. Then the song was over. And I sat down. I was kind of tired. I, I stood up the whole time. And uh, I felt David grab my hand and pull me up out of the chair. And me and him and Angelica and Brand, I believe Brandy was in there and Debbie. And, uh, I don't know, some more were in there in the thing. He was dancing today, uh, dance like David dance. You remember that song? Dance like David dance. Boy, he was cutting the rug too. I'm telling you, he, he was getting after it. I said, go boy, look at you. And we just had a wonderful time last night. It was, it was to me, it was one of the best ones we've had in a long time. Awesome. David loved it. He had a great time. I did too. I think everybody did. I think everybody had a 
wonderful time. Okay. I believe that's going to be a regular thing, don't y'all? I believe that's going to be a regular thing for everybody. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All those who want it, I'm just saying. <laughs> Amen. Let's see what this said. Yeah. Yeah, I do too, Ben. Ben says, meant no offense to any family members, members in the medical field. I got children. I got a child that was in the medical field. I do believe some of these people have very good intentions. Yeah, they do. There's a lot of them that do. But the upper echelon is the ones that you have to look out for. They're the ones that give the orders. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I remember what uh, John Alexander Dowie did when he was making the city of Zion, Illinois, up there by Chicago. Uh, he put up a sign on both ends of the town. No doctors or lawyers allowed. That's what he put up there. No doctors or lawyers allowed. He didn't like lawyers either. But, yeah. We're coming to a time to where God's going to be our only help. And right now is the time to be doing it, just relying on him for everything right now. Glory to God. Okay. Anybody got any questions or any comments? Anybody remember where we were? Where is my tablet? Anybody remember where we were on Proverbs? I believe it was verse 17 or 16, but correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Michael? Yes, Joe. Sorry, can I ask just a question before we start the verse? Just for interest sake for me, I was just speaking about it yesterday. As you know, when uh, Jesus was multiplying the fishes and the loaves on that, I think the last one was three days of people were when women is teaching them. My question or what was I was thinking about? Why don't they say anything about water? Why do you think? You mean with the you mean like a combo meal? Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, they were three days with Jesus teaching, but I mean, they never said anything about water. They only talk about fishes and the loaves. I just maybe think you got an idea on that. Oh, I don't know. Has anybody got anything on that? I thought she was talking about the meal itself. Uh, I wonder if they just carried their own with them. I don't know, Joe. That's a good question, though. Anybody know? I mean, Andrew, you know? Okay. All right. I, I don't mean to disrupt the meeting. But just, just oh, no, no. That's okay. That's a good question. I'm going to put that down for a later, later deal.
You talking about on the five thousand? Yep. When I, I think it was three uh, three days I went with Jesus. I was by three days I was walking with him and sitting on the grass. I was I haven't eaten by fasting for three days when I got fishes and loaves. But I never said anything about water. I'm not sure if it's any water. My my thinking was let, let I'll be quick. <laughs> my thinking was versus on when Jesus was talked to that lady on um I think it's Saif I'm not sure what that woman on the well getting water. He he was still telling her it was the water I will give you. You will never first. In other words, uh, if you're thinking uh, probably the teaching bad for three days, never get them thirsty. I'm not. It's only my thinking. So I just want to share that. If my teaching is is living water. You you never get first again. But the bread of life, you have the bread. You have to share the bread. That's all I want to add. Thank you, Michael. Well, you may have answered your own question. Go ahead, Missy. Are you going to teach? No. I was thinking oh, okay. something <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking something similar, um, Joe, that, you know, G- Jesus taught him for all that, that time, and he had rivers of living water flowing out of them out of himself to them. So I was thinking similar. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Good answer. I don't know if, you know, it could be. I've never heard anyone talk about it. Joey, that's why I like you, man. You come up with some good questions. Those that I can understand anyway. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Michael, you can always all understand. Jesus gave yes. you, you can all understand. I sure everything. do. Bless God, yes. I sure can. I can understand every word you say. I'm glad Amen. you reminded me. Thank you for reminding me, Joe. Now I feel condemned. Get that out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Uh, you say we're on 16 men? Yes, sir. For their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed blood. <clears throat> okay. I see what he's talking about. Y'all, y'all see that back up to 11 or, or 10. My son of sinners and Tashi did not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Let like Sheol, let us follow them alive and whole, like those who go down to the pit. By the way, those of you who don't know, we're in Proverbs chapter 1. I'm reading up to 16. Like Sheol, let us follow them alive and whole, like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Okay, does anybody want to elaborate on that? Yeah, Andrew. I was wondering if it had anything to do with chapter 18 of Revelation. 
because it seems like here they're trying to take a spoil. They're trying to be, uh, well, let's just say the way they do merchandise in the last 500 years, they, they used to have protectorate of nations and stuff. And go around and do things and say, okay, you're, you're our, you're, we own you now. So, uh, Lots of people, lots of nations do that to, to other nations, to other people, anyway. And because uh, it seems like uh, they, they want to spoil here, and they, they, they. Well, let's just say that uh, the the colonization, capitalization, and conquering was kind of what the Europeans used to do. So. Uh, all those European languages went out and did this all over the world. That's that's what I'm kind of likening the uh, th these verses too, because uh, e even though that's more of a physical blood, but it, it 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 is a spiritual blood too, considering that some of these people may have been. Uh, Christians called Christians. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, it doesn't really give a good name to uh, to the continent that was supposed to have the Word of God. Anyway, so uh, for, for most of those nations had the Word of God for uh, a thousand over a thousand years, and. Uh, Anyway, uh, it, it does sound like that. Then uh, they, they go after these people in a physical way, but then there's the spiritual blood too. Like they shed, uh, they, they, if we are to over, I think I said that last time, if we're to overcome by the blood, then, uh, you know, there's a verse there and First John chapter five, I think it's the seventh or eighth verse that there are three that bear that bear record in heaven: the spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree in one, which is God. So, if if you cause a a little one to stumble, a millstone gets hung around your neck and you could be thrown into the sea. But then in that very same chapter 18 of Revelation, there is a, an angel that takes a huge, huge millstone and throws it into the sea. And uh, that could be like a, a corporate body millstone of, of people that maybe caused the spiritual blood of people to be shed. I, I don't know. So, uh, I think this is both physical, perhaps in this day when they were saying this, it was more of a physical thing because they were under the law. But we're under the fulfillment of the law. When we take any of this across into our covenant, then I uh, think not that I come to destroy the law and the prophets. There was a prophet who wrote this. I came not to destroy, but to fulfill, which would be the grace of God. And we always have to give people grace. 
even though sometimes you might not want to, but we still have to, you have to give yourself some grace too. Because, you know, you can be wacko sometimes. <laughs> and, and you got to come out of that. So you got to give yourself some love and grace too. You know, uh, it, it speaks of, uh, of, of, a, of a husband loving his wife like his own body. And, and we can see the the spiritual concept there, since we are the the blood of the Lamb. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, and therefore uh, that should help people to to realize who they are. If 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 Jesus is using that allegory to love your own wives as as your own body, then we, we can relate to what he's saying there in the spirit, because we're we're one body in Christ, mm-hmm. and uh, we 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 desire that that more and more every day, and even though you get a messed up one trying to tell you, oh, you're you're all messed up, and you're, you're no good anymore. And uh, he's constantly throwing things at you, and and the battle rages on. And I, I just encourage the people to uh, be encouraged by the Lord and to continue. It's not necessarily always a thing you feel. It's 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 the Word of God, and it's uh, there's for no Word of God shall be void of power. I'm not ashamed of it. You're not ashamed because it's already done. That's answered. And it should be. And you, you, you stick to it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, according as his divine power has given to us all things. I, I like to. There are some people here trying to convince. A, a blood, blood-bought person, according to this word, to do something he's not supposed to do. You know, he's 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 trying to convince him. Oh, come on, let's go. You know, we can uh, we can go fishing without a license because <laughs> they never they never check. You know, <laughs> and. Uh, so, uh, no, uh, you got to do what's right. And, oh, no one checks it when it's 10 miles over the speed limit or 10, five kilometers over the speed limit, you know. Well, uh, no one does, yeah, but. I, I don't have a car anymore and I don't drive, so I don't have to worry about that. But, uh, you know, there, there are things here that, uh, need to be determined according to the spirit, not uh, according to the, just the, just the pure letter of it. But there is a pure letter of it too that is according to the spirit. You get what I'm saying?
All right. That's good, Andrew. For their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Seems like that people get caught up in that that lifestyle. It's a it's a downhill struggle. They can't stop doing it. It's a demon. Yeah, Andrew. No, I also would encourage if anyone was caught up into anything like that from their past that you really have to forgive those people who, who led you that way. I mean, after all, they could have been your friend or something, and uh, you, you have to, you always have to forgive. And then, and then, of course, it'll always come into your head, why did God lead me this way? Well, it had to be done. God knows what he's doing. And, uh, you learn from the experience so that you can help others. Sometimes people don't know that even just in their plain talking in a fellowship that they could be helping people. Praise and glory to God. All glory to God. Thank you, Father. You are sovereign. You lead our lips. You lead our minds. You lead our hearts. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. All right, anybody else on verse 16? Why do you suppose he says their feet run to evil? Michael? Yes, Joe. You think that could be because it's their nature? I mean, they can only do what they are. It could be, yeah. Absolutely. They're, they don't have the conscience of God in them. You know, I, I speak about this after being says what he wants to say. Go ahead, Ben. It, well, the feet kind of remind me of a psalm. I forget where it is. Psalm 100 and something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path, a light to my path or something. So their path is their light, not their light. Their feet are the dark and their path is in the dark or something. I don't know. That's just, that's just the verse that comes to my head. Like we have a path of light. They have a path of dark. So they're basically running on that path because it's easy to run on that path because that's where their nature is. And our path is in uh, the good one. Yeah, they don't have, their conscience has been seared. They don't have any, uh, they're just trying to keep from getting caught. Yeah. A race, yeah. 
could be. 17. And what a, let me go over here. And they make haste to shed blood. Yeah, they don't mind shedding blood for a nickel. My goodness gracious sakes alive. Verse 17. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. Hmm. I know what that means. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. Well, I know how they... Go ahead, Ben. Well, it reminds me of that verse in the Psalm 91, uh, the net of the fowler. And so when we understand how these people work, how these unregenerated people are and how they work, we can kind of see how their spirit works and tries to entice us. And so as a hunter, you wouldn't set up your trap in front of your prey so they can see it as you're doing it, right? Because that wouldn't really work all too well. (laughs) So when our knowledge and our understanding kind of sees how this spirit works, like David kept on talking about how he can see faction in someone's eye and he can see it right away because of his well-learning and his experience that he has with them and what the Lord gave him just to see it. So he can sort of see the trap already trying to be laid. That's kind of where we need to come with our discernment. We need to kind of see with our spiritual eyes how these spirits are working, you know, the traps that they try and set up. And then, you know, it's all in vain. It's all there's no point in them doing it because we already see it. Amen. <clears throat> I'm talking about the consciousness here. I remember one time we got a guy back from Paxton that the Lord has wiped his his brain clean completely. He couldn't even drive his vehicle for almost a year. And we prayed him back. Kept praying for him. Kept praying for him. And finally the Lord opened up his brain again. And uh as soon as he did, he went right back into the sin. Right back into it. That was amazing to me. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. Somebody tell me what that means. Someone, somebody. Yeah, Missy. Well, it makes me think of um, those that dwell in, in heavenly places and they they see the, in the sight of any bird, 
you aren't going to catch them if they're dwelling. They're not going to be deceived. You know, they're not going to be. They're not going to be um, snared by the net <clears throat> yeah. because they they're they're they they're dwelling in the heavens. Yeah, makes me think of. Okay, all right. Anybody else? So what does a bird do when it sees a net that takes off? It says, mm, I ain't going to happen to me. Jailbirds, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> Anybody got anything on that one? We'd like to talk about. Well, let's go to the next and see if we can glean anything out of it. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. These men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Huh. Yeah, Missy. Mm, the pit they dig, they're going to fall into. They're going to reap what they sow. Yeah. Could be. Yeah, this sort of reminds me, well, verse 18 and 19 pretty much remind me of that verse in Ezekiel 34 and 10. Thus saith the Lord Jehovah, behold, I am against the shepherds and I will require my sheep at their hand and cause them to cease from feeding the sheep. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves anymore. And I will deliver my sheep from their mouth, and they may not be food for them. So it's sort of like that whole, the first 10 verses, if I remember correctly, it's talking about how the shepherds were just kind of, they weren't feeding the sheep. They were just feeding themselves. And obviously we can see that in our day. Our shepherds are scattering the flock amongst the denominations and whatnot. But they're sort of doing it for themselves or their own ministry and their own fraud. And so um, at least that's what it's showing me in these Proverbs. They're basically yeah. just doing it for themselves. And uh, I believe it's first or second Corinthians. We're supposed to preach for Jesus Christ, not ourselves. Uh, first or second Corinthians chapter four, verse five. Uh, we preach for the Lord Jesus Christ, not of ourselves. I believe that's what it says. It's not supposed to be a self edification thing. It's supposed to be for Christ. It's supposed to be edifying the church. You're a teacher teaching. It's not supposed to be for you. It's supposed to be for him. And so, and in the 10th verse, he's basically cutting off the sheep to him so that He's not going to get anything. 
And then later on in the verse that talks about the Lord going for his sheep and saving his sheep. And we all know what happens. That's the end of, uh, that's basically the start of the man-child ministry is what I'm seeing at least. I'm not, uh, <laughs> anyways, in our day and age, that's what it's supposed to mean. Okay. Did I read 19? I don't think I did. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy or unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. That's what he's talking about in 18. But uh, these men lie and wait for their own blood, and they set an ambush for their own lives. You know, I, I think about these, um, I think about these, um, greedy creatures that steal from the, from the fellowship for their own gain. And they don't know that what they're doing is sending them a different area than what they want and what they thought they was going to get. I remember Howard Pittman going to hell after he died. Baptist preacher. And he was, Lord, you can't send me to hell. I did this. I did that. And I, 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 I did this. The Lord said to him, that's what happened. You did it for yourself. You didn't do it for me. Changed his outlook completely after he came back. Praise God, he came back. First thing he did, we got filled with the Holy Spirit. But how many preachers do we have out there that are stealing from the flock Stealing from the homeless out there, stealing from all the people that are needy for themselves, buying jet planes, not just one, bunch of them. And they don't know that they're destroying themselves and the people around them. Anybody relate to that? Amen. Okay. Anybody else on 17, 18, and 19? Did you want to say something, Andrew? Okay. The call of wisdom. Proverbs 1 and 20. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out at the entrance of the city gates. 
She speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? What we got there? That's somebody called wisdom. Who is that? Well, let's see. Let's mark it down here. Wisdom, cry. Go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry, I didn't see you. I just had my head no, no. I just cry. raised my hand. It's all good. Something just kind of came to me that came to me not too long ago. Um. A lot of people would read uh, this verse and they would say, all oh, these are talking about unbelievers. These are talking about people that don't believe in God. And what we know about our calling, our calling is step one. And then it's sort of just like we need to walk in truth instead of just believing, just having that first mm-hmm. initial belief so it sort of gives a different mindset of we need to choose the way that god wants it to be not a simple way that our mind can fabricate so um another verse that comes to my head is that one in deuteronomy 30 and 19 uh i said before you life and death therefore choose life and these words are life. And Jesus Christ is the light of life. So the word is the way, the truth, and the life. And that's what we're supposed to choose over this simple thing that we can fabricate in our own mind. Um, some other things that came to my head. Um, she's at the entrance of the gate. Uh, Jesus is that gate. He said he would, he referred to himself as the gate with, uh, uh, the sheep that come into the gate at the front of the gate and the thieves, they kind of hop over the fence and try and go a different way. That's something else that came into my head. Uh, basically, this is just, uh, this is our calling. This is, it's sort of the beginning of our calling. She's calling out like, or she's calling out to the ones that are straying away. This so-called she crieth from the chief place of concourse. She being wisdom. She's basically the one that's screaming in our head, like, or not screaming in our head, but going into our head, like, find truth, find truth, find truth. And that's what we're supposed to be doing is finding truth. And not just settling for something that's simple is what I'm getting from this because anything that'll contradict their simple mind, they scoff at or they don't like it because it doesn't feed into 
their doctrine or feed into their self-ego or feed into what they think uh, or who God is, like once saved, always saved. That doesn't really fit in with a lot of what I read in the Bible. So they hate some verses or they don't even read some verses. Anyways. Well, if I could, they'd take Paul out and strap him up, you know? Exactly. That'd be about, I don't know, 60% of the New Testament gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. And in the market, she raises her voice. Nobody's listening. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she's all through the Bible, he's crying out. Wisdom. Jesus is crying out throughout the whole Bible for people to just listen to him and quit listening to these men. And women, I should say. And then 22. Well, 21 says, at the head of the noisy streets, he cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, he speaks. Then 22. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long? Well, scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge. How many of you have ever tried talking to a person who doesn't believe that the Holy Spirit is uh, is something that you can receive separate from your um, salvation? That's a prime example of simple ones. Love being simple. When the Lord plainly shows you in Acts that the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit are, can anybody show me in the Bible where it says that the gifts of the Spirit have stopped? I know what verse they use, but that's completely out of context of what the verse is talking about. Yeah, Missy. What just came to me about, you know, the, the simple ones, I, I read it, I read a um, definition on that a while back, you know, it's just the unlearned. And, and what just came to me is they're um, willfully ignorant. They don't, yeah. they, well, they don't want to know anymore. They don't want to know anything that keeps them away from their sin. They don't want to know anything that'll make them responsible. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. They, I've, I've talked to some of my kid folk about it, and they're once saved, always saved, and uh, I'm, I, I'm not going to let go of that. Bless God, that's the way I am. Uh, I'm going to be in heaven because once saved, always saved. God's got me in His hand; He ain't turning me loose. But I remember what a good spirit-filled preacher said. No, he won't turn you loose, but you'll definitely walk out of it. And that's what happens. They don't bear the fruit of Jesus in their life. 
I'm not picking on any one denomination. I'm telling you all of them are like that, just about it. There were some in the past that were, I suspect, I'll tell you this, Mike, most of them were good people back when they first started those denominations. The Methodists were preaching holiness all over the country, all over the world, I should say. The Wesley brothers, they were, they were doing that. They were preaching holiness. I look at them. They got homosexuals in there preaching the word of God. Women preaching. And then, you know, they're not the only ones. Good gracious, you got all kinds of garbage going on now. But they started out in a holiness movement. Okay. How long, oh simple ones, will you love being simple? Along with scoffers delighting their scoffing and fools hate knowledge. How many of you have ever been scoffed before? I have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you talk to any about the Lord Jesus and your belief system from the Bible, you're going to be scoffed at. Now here's what, here's the good part. Verse 23, if you turn At my reproof, behold, I'll pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words, the words in the word, in the Bible, known to you. They want, you want it. Listen, y'all know what the tribulation is for. You've been here long enough to know what the tribulation is for. That tribulation is going to have a bunch of them doing that verse right there. Don't you think? I think that's what he's talking about. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. If you turn at my reproof, what's his reproof going to be? A shaking. To shake them out of those. Houses. Of ill repute. And when they come out, they're going to be looking for you and you and you and you. Everybody here that's going to be out there getting the truth of the gospel out and seeing the signs and wonders following those people. When they see that signs and wonders, what is this? I've never seen this before. I'm going to go over and check that out because I we don't do this in my church. The pastor's already took off for wherever. He's trying to find him a hidey hole. So he can make it through the tribulation. Well, I got news for him too. You don't believe in the Lord Jesus, you ain't going to make it. But that's what what we're looking at coming up here shortly. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raises her voice. She's been crying out for a long time. Jesus has been crying out for a long time, hasn't he? Verse 
But he says, if you turn, if you turn, if you turn at my reproof, behold, I'll pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. How? Through the people that are out there spreading the gospel, the true gospel. Yeah, Andrew. It'll be the people, but by the spirit, he just blessed them with because he sends the comforter in 1426, I think, to John. But it's, it's what he sends from the first day you heard, you know, from the first day you heard your salvation, actually. He, he was sending those words to us. I don't know. Sometimes I guess we may have ignored them, but uh, he's going to get his way eventually, and you should listen to him because it's it's uh, it, it, you you would be admonished or chastened by the Lord, and sometimes you just need to talk to someone. I mean, mm -hmm. you can see it in these Christian movies sometimes, you know, where there's two good buddies and. It's good to have a good buddy as a Christian, yeah. but then you can go talk to them and, you know, uh, really sometimes it's so bad today, sometimes just having a good friend to convince you not to do some stuff because everyone else is doing it. And, uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, 1426, he's going to send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, in his name to teach you all things and remind you of everything he taught you. And just like Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, it's not like he's already in perfection. And, and don't be thinking, well, if, if he's so much better than I was, how will I ever catch up? Because you're all equal. You know, Paul was an apostle, yes, but he would consider if a Christian came to the Lord that day as being his equal. So that, that's a, a difference from, from the way the world does it. And Jesus actually taught his disciples this in the book of Acts. That, uh, that you're, you're not a benefactor. And it's, it's a good sign for being humble because, you know, you're sharing in a way that uh, is not for your own credit. You know, it's, it's, it's the Lord's crown. It's, it's his crown. You're going to crown him with many crowns and he's got the master crown and they just get absorbed into his, you know, you can't download something twice on your computer. It'll tell you you're doing it twice. Jesus, <laughs> you ain't going to give Jesus any ideas for his crown. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, praise God, you know, uh, it makes you kind of wonder, because it sounds so serious, and and I just sometimes wonder about that. Because 
I don't know if serious is the right thing. I think more so it's get get rid of serious and put humble in there because even though you have to be serious in the intent of of having the the earnest of the spirit, but the earnest of the spirit is freely given. You know, it's 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 not something where okay, you better receive this now, Andrew. I'm going to twist your arm. So. Uh, I think it's that way because, and it's all available and it's, you can feel sometimes so defeated because of so much that's made and given to you. But I think God knows what he's doing. And, you know, if, if you're a person that has two talents, just be getting a hundred percent of whatever you have. You know, uh, uh, some some people are are very blessed. You know, you know. I kind of wonder about all those blessings, whether they just are made to humble you. Because sometimes, you know, you might feel alone. And you go, wait a minute, I'm not alone. You have someone who lives inside of you who's, who's, who's the son of God. And, and apparently the father comes along with it. Because it says so in the word. When you love God, when you love, when you love Jesus' word, as it says here, he's talking about the word here. And love is a Holy Spirit thing. It's the first fruit of the Holy Spirit. Then if any love me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come and make our abode with him. That, that includes the Father, the Almighty, the magnificent glory. And, and sometimes, you know, you go, I remember a verse somewhere in the Old Testament. Command ye me. And, and it, it's just so exciting. And at the same time, uh, everything seems to come up when you think about caution and, and caution and care and and, and uh, encouragement and all, all in a whole bunch of profila of good words for you. Oh, and to keep you going from the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, Julie. Um, I'm, I was just thinking how in context where it kind of goes with the verses before that about how how wisdom's crying out to people, right? Um, and I, I believe, you know, wisdom is Jesus, the word of God. Um, they have, just in context, just, you know, if you turn at my reproof, if you repent, you know, if you listen and you take the correction, you heed, heed, heed the correction, heed what the word's saying, you know, and the Lord's saying, I'll pour my spirit upon you. And, you know, I believe, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the revelation of 
you know, the word of God. So it's, I'll make my words known unto you. So it's, he'll open up when you read the word, you'll get understanding. He'll, he'll teach you. He'll get reveal himself. He'll reveal the Lord to you and start, you know, opening up the word. And I think Ben quoted it earlier about is the word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. You know, it's, it's light. It's truth. It's, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, the words, the Bible is, you know, God's, you know, how do we live this life when we're not supposed to be here very long, you know? So we know how to live here. We're sojourners. And I just kind of see it that way. It's like, you know, just, you know, if you do that, turn up my report. I'll, I'll give this to you and make you understand. That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I can see in the days ahead, many people turning back to Christ because of his grace and mercy. He told us the other day that his grace is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And he's going to show a lot of grace in the days ahead. A lot of people are going to get into the kingdom because of it. But he's got some pretty serious warning here. Go ahead, Andrew. You know, so, some of us... uh we're pretty messed up, you know, in the past. And this could have even been after you were saved. And, uh, and he still gave you the grace. Yeah. I, I think it's because of the times we live in where you got so many of these different, uh, words coming at you from different angles that, uh, you know, it, they're not, uh, well, for instance, he's talking about the word here, but you know what it says in First Corinthians. Uh, they didn't speak the same. They don't speak the same thing. They don't have the same mind. They don't have the same judgment. And, and what's, what's in, uh, what's in, uh, in Galatians? You know, the, the people really have to examine themselves and repent quite a bit because in Galatia it talks about a, a different gospel and and if there's all these divisions then they're usually divided by teaching and 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 word so you know an anathema uh, someone you know if you have a different gospel it's it's an anathema and, and we it was defined here to me for the first time as curse. But the way I was told anathema meant was you're, you're devoted to evil if you do that. And that, that is a curse. And anathema would be devoted to, to evil. That when they were so quickly removed from, uh, from the gospel with a different word, you know, and, and, 
we're always bombarded with different words constantly from people around us. And, and of course, the tempter comes too. And, and we just got to send them away. We got to, we got to have defense verses. Like if someone gets saved around you, give them some defense verses. Give, give them the Luke, uh, what is it? 10, the address 10, 19, and 20. Give them, give them 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. You have to give them something. Else they're just going to go off and think, uh, well, they're doing it, and they're Christian, you know, and there's just all these different Christian faiths, and I'm just glad that God has grace and mercy, and, and he he's has a, a He's stern. He's everything a father's supposed to be. And, you know, sometimes you wonder about fatherhood. And uh, it ain't that easy. <laughs> but it's, it's kind of, kind of uh, really nice when they're, Babies. <laughs> it's nice when they're babies, you know. Uh, come on, get that touchdown, son, when you're in high school. You know how many days you had to change? <laughs> put, put some effort into it. I had to. <laughs> Especially the moms or something, you know. Or, uh, anyway, uh, it, it's something you think about when you get to be my age. And, and you you, you would want the good times. That's all. You just want those good times. And I think that's what God the Father wants. He, he wants to remember the good times that he had. And, and of course, he, he wants you to be corrected, too. I hope that's an encouragement. Because he's an almighty God. He knows everything. He knows what's going on in our minds right now. Anyway. And we want that that transformed mind, and uh, to be that uh, that that living sacrifice. Praise God! Glory to God! Amen. He wants everybody to turn, doesn't he? He does. He wants them all to turn. That's his wish. That everybody would turn. He told him, he said, if you turn in my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you and I'll make my words known to you. He can do that. Yeah, Andrew. Some of us older people who don't have their fathers anymore would love to have a chance just to talk to them again. Just for a while. And uh, as, as, a, as a person growing up, you're always trying to please that. So, you know, uh, wouldn't a father have to instill into his children to please? God the Father, Dad upstairs, God in heaven, 
why why doesn't like I know children like to please their parents, but why isn't that not there for for the father sometimes? You wonder, you know, you know, because you you can get some people who are in some really weird denominations of Christianity overseas somewhere and and they might not even think of God as being their father, even though they might know the Lord's Prayer and stuff. But, uh, you know, it, it, it almost seems like the younger they are, the better behaved they are. And uh, anyway, that's just uh, praise and glory to God. Amen. Anybody else? All right, verse 24. Let's go to there. Because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish comes upon you. And I'll stop right there. Nothing good about that, is it? If, if, if. Because I have called and you refuse to listen. I've stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Anybody got any thoughts on this? Yeah, Julie. I was just thinking about the parables that Jesus taught. About the, you know, his, you know, about my, my a father having a, a wedding for his son and inviting everybody to come to my son's wedding and everything's prepared and all the people that were too busy and uh, they wouldn't come and yeah. made excuses and just wasn't important, you know, but it's like, you know, I believe it, you know, I think that parable, it was like, it was a king, right? It was a king come to my father, my, my son's wedding. I was like, who wouldn't want to go to a royal wedding? I'll be there, you know? But, you know, they, they, they just weren't interested, you know, and it wasn't important to them. But they called, you know, he's inviting, he's, you know, he's, in, he's inviting people to, to come and partake of something free, you know, and it's like the, in Revelation it says, the spirit and the bride say, come, you know, come. And, uh, I know, Many are called, but they don't come. If you were chosen anyway, it is just, you know, they didn't want it. Or I was thinking too, it's like, you know, the, they, uh, they, they didn't, they wanted, they wanted it, they didn't want God to rule over them, they wanted a king, you know, and uh, so God gave them what they wanted, you know. 
Give us a king to rule over us. Not when they give them judges to rule over them at that time. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to, uh, well, y'all know all this. Yeah, Andrew. Uh, who's he calling to? He's calling his, his own people. Yes. He's calling out right there in the parable to, to come to him. No. Called him. Go ahead, Andrew. I think I said it before in, in, in the smallest letter, which I think is the third of John. There's John, Demetrius, Gaius, and then there's the other guy who didn't, uh, who, who was doing his own thing. I'm, uh, I forget his name. And, uh, but they were all called people. You know, like, why don't they, people who say once saved, always saved, why don't they read that? There's one guy there that's not behaving properly before the church father, the Apostle John and, and Gaius, the elder, and Demetrius, who had a good good counsel also. And, you know, and how many different teachings are there? Check out those verses in the second one. You know, he, he that goeth onward and abideth not in my in the teachings of Christ hath not God. And he that goeth onward and abideth in the teachings of Christ hath both the Father and the Son. If any cometh unto you and bringeth not this teaching, don't let him into your house. And it's it's not the front door. It's you know, uh, it's it's the front door here in, in the inner man. This is why sometimes you can't speak to the people at work or out when you go for a walk too much. But I don't know. The average person who's half decent knows there's something wrong, I think, in society, especially in North America. I don't know what it's like over there in Europe or or Africa, you know, I don't live there. But I think the average person can sense that there's something wrong. Anyway, praise God. Amen. Yep. There's going to be a lot of it accepted during the wilderness. There's going to be a lot of them that's going to not receive it. That's sad, but that's just what's going to happen. Let's see, where do I stop at? 25, is that where I stop? I think it was 25. I'm going to mark it. You read through 27, Mike. Yeah, but we, we didn't, had... We didn't really just yeah. discuss those verses, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why I want to stop there. We, we pretty much... Covered a little bit of the, the ones that ignored the council. 
to live next is uh, what comes next. <laughs> I hate it, but that's what happens. So I'll mark it on 26. Is there a highlight on this thing? Are you an ESOR? Yeah. Um, you can bookmark it. Yeah, I know. Uh oh. All right. Anybody got anything they'd like to? Uh, what is that? I'd like to pray about. I've got every Bible on here. Got that verse, Proverbs one twenty six. Hey, you get out of that thing. Okay, I'll just leave it here. Y'all remember Proverbs one twenty six. Lord, we just praise you and thank you for your word. We praise you, Lord, that you will open up people's minds that uh, uh, will bear fruit. And uh, during the tribulations ahead, Lord, let us be ready to give them the truth of the gospel and to show them in the word of God what what it is to be a a fruit-bearing Christian. And Lord, we praise you and we glorify you for doing that for all of us, that we would have a great grasp of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that when the time comes, Lord, we'd be able to give it out in a simple, glorified way, Lord, because we know that we're not going to move unless your Holy Spirit tells us. And he's already told us in his word. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We praise you for that. Lord, I thank you that everybody here tonight that received that, uh, that what we, we, uh, spoke about as far as receiving healing and divine health, it's already happened. And I praise you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for all my brothers and sisters. And Lord, I ask and I pray that this night, if they're on this side of the world, that they have a good sleep. And if they're on the other side of the world, if they're going back to sleep, that they get a good sleep, too, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your healing power and your delivering power and your saving power. And we praise you for your grace, Lord, your grace that just amazes us at times. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. All right, saints. God bless you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.